Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the Sage Sayers. I'm your show host, Debbie Gardner McCullough, DG McCullough. I'm a narrative coach, a communications coach, and a mental fitness coach from New Zealand based in the fine state of Wisconsin. In each episode, the Sage Sayers unpacks communications, tips, and strategies, and we interview interesting individuals from all around the world who found the gift, the opportunity, and even some knowledge in life's inevitable challenges. Season 3, Episode 21. Welcome to the Sage Sayers. I'm your show host, Debbie Gardner McCullough, DG McCullough. Diwali, an annual Hindu festival of lights, runs from October through to November. It's particularly associated with Lakshmi, the goddess of prosperity, and marks the beginning of the fiscal year in India. Meanwhile, a recent UN World Migration Report cited that just under 17.9 million Indians live overseas, making them the world's largest diaspora, followed by Mexico and Russia. Many of these Indians still celebrate Diwali in these countries where they're based. My guest this week, Madhu Chawla, is a senior manager at American Express, and she finds that living one's culture and traditions in a foreign country, Madhu's based here with me in the States, enriches your way of life and brings happiness. Diwali becomes a piece of something you own and hold dear to your heart. Madhu, I'd love to hear, and I know that my listeners would love to hear more about these delightful sentiments on Diwali that you've shared with me via text. So welcome back to the Sage Sayers. Thank you. Thank you so much, Debbie, for your warm invite. Oh, it's so lovely to hear your voice again, Madhu. And this is your second time to the show. I'll make sure I put our first interview in the show notes so others can see the history that we've had together here. I know that you're the expert on Diwali. You've taught me so much in the brief exchanges we've had prior to this interview. Can you give us a boot camp on Diwali and its significance? I know that India is a nation of many festivals. What's special about this one? Okay, thank you again, Debbie, for inviting me to your show. Let me just step back a little and go back to my childhood memories. So when I was a kid, my grandmother, as you know, I was raised in a joint family. So during Diwali or just before Diwali, my grandmother would start cleaning up the entire house. We had a big house and she would ensure that every corner of the house is cleaned because goddess Lakshmi, that is, she's the goddess of wealth, prosperity, as you mentioned in your introduction, only visits a clean house, clean people. So we would be just, you know, we were little kids, but we were not really worried about cleanliness, but our grandmother made sure that the house is clean, but we were more interested to have food because on Diwali, we had to make, every household actually makes a lot of Indian savouries, Indian sweets that we exchange with our friends and loved ones. So it's, it's about cleanliness, having good food, dressing up, and also Diwali marks 
the return of Lord Rama from his 14 years exile. Ooh. If you know. I don't know that yeah. part. Who's Lord Rama? Yeah. Who was Lord Rama? Okay, so for that, that you have to read epic Ramayana. So uh-huh. Ramayana is, um, as you know, we have two great Hindu scriptures. One is Bhagavad Gita, one is Ramayana. And Lord Rama is practically the lead hero of Ramayana. So it has a long story behind it. We may have to have another interview for it. <laughs> but in short, his stepmother and father made him go away for 14 years. You know, a promise his father made to his second wife. Uh-huh. And after 14 years of exile, Lord Rama returned to Ayodhya. Ayodhya was his city where he took birth with his wife and younger brother Lakshman, his wife Sita, after a lot of adventures and defeating Ravan. Ravan is the demon king of Sri Lanka. They came back to Ayodhya. And on occasion of Rama's return, the entire city of Ayodhya, they lit the whole city with diyas. Diyas are basically oil lamp made of clay. Uh So they lit the whole city with diyas. And that is another story behind Diwali, why Diwali is celebrated in India. Mostly, I mean, it was it was a part of a Northern India festival, but now the entire India celebrates Diwali. It has become the biggest Hindu festival. Yeah. How beautiful. And so your childhood girlhood memories were preparation, getting the house ready, getting it clean to welcome this goddess and to get yourself ready as well. So it sounds like a beautiful rituals and the preparation as much as anything. And you're now based in Flagstaff, Arizona. How have you celebrated Diwali this year and in previous years so far away from India and the States? Uh, thank you. I'm not in Flagstaff, but I'm in Arizona. Definitely. That's right. I'm sorry. I got the wrong city there. But you're in Arizona. No worries. Yeah. So this year, as you know, we moved to a new home. So I made sure my house looks beautiful. It is clean. It looks beautiful. It is ready to welcome Lord Lakshmi. Oh. Even Lord Rama, if they, if Lord Rama is interested to visit my house, but I should get my house ready. And then I made a lot of Indian sweets. So believe me, I have never tried my hands making any Indian sweets, but this time I took a risk and I challenged myself. I made Indian burfi made of cashew nuts. I made, it's called kaju burfi. I made it. I made jalebi. So jalebi is made with whole all-purpose flour, made with sugar syrup, but you need a lot of creativity and consistency so I made that those sweets were okay type of but my husband loved those sweets and I made some really good savory like healthy savory with roasted peanuts nuts and many more ingredients really you can one can enjoy with tea and coffee so I just I just challenged myself and made a nice lunch over Diwali 
And we just exchanged uh, those food and savories with our friends, met with a lot of our friends, and just had a good three days of celebrations. So usually, so you're bringing people into your home to celebrate and to enjoy these things with you. Exactly, exactly. And now that we are in the states, since you know we are all busy, we cannot do these over the weekends. So over the weekends, we are actually visiting each other's home. Even one of my friends, she's throwing a big party over the coming. Uh, weekend, uh, she's inviting 50, 60 people just Good to grief. celebrate Diwali. Good so, That's a lot. So it's very yeah. festive and lots of preparation and lots of extra effort to do things special and new and treat and welcome. And tell me about the role that appearance and beautiful garments play, I, not from Diwali but from other festivals. I know we're in India's festival season. You told me that. I've seen you in beautiful, beautiful garments. Tell me about the clothing and, yeah, how you get ready. Yeah, Indian women love to dress up, right? Mm. We love to dress up. We prepare way much in advance. As much we are ready, as much we get ready to prepare for these festivals, we get ready ourselves. We make sure we have the right attire, right jewelry. We look the best on these occasions. As you know, our Hindu festivals in India, they start somewhere from October onwards and go throughout November. So, you know, someone can wear sari. Sari, as you know, is a six-yard cloth and India is famous for saris. Mm-hmm. We wear lehengas. Lehengas is kind of a long skirt, you know, that you wear. Is that the one in the beautiful it, picture you sent me with like the cropped top and the beautiful skirt? Yes. Yeah, yes, stunning. exactly. It's called lehenga and choli. So that's another. People wear shararas. People wear a suit. Suits means not the Western suits, but the Indian version of suits, which are very delicately weaved, crafted, handmade, and they're very, very expensive in India. But, you know, I don't mind spending money on these beautiful clothes that I can wear and display on these special occasions. So it's like I just, a, I just, it gives, it okay. just gives me a lot of pride of my Indian heritage. I was going to say, there's a lot of pride that comes in and you know, you and I share in common that we're living and working far away from the land where we grew up as girls. What shifts in you to be able to celebrate this heritage and showcase beauty and delicious food and heritage in such a meaningful way? What's it like? It's, it's very special for me now that I am no longer staying in India. It's even more valuable. I hold dear to my heart. I mean, honestly, when I was in India, I took these things for granted mm. because people around me, my family was doing this for me. Maybe someone else is making those sweets. Someone else is making those savory. Someone else is buying my clothes right. or cleaning the house, getting the house and the family ready for these festivals. But I was part of it, but I was not responsible yes. for getting it's everything done. creator of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But now I'm here. It's me and my husband, my family. So it's upon me. Mm. Like I have to make things special so that 
even we are not in india we still feel connected to mm. this special occasion this is our culture our heritage and this is something i identify myself with mm-hmm. like uh, you know as catholics it's you know christmas although i'll be celebrating christmas but it's a special occasion for them it's similarly diwali and all these festivals are near and dear to me and i just feel i'm responsible to bring that joy to myself and to my family i love hearing you say that madhu and i wondered what shifts if any anything in your confidence oh yeah a lot as i said i have never tried my hands making indian sweets but i did and i was successful that's another you know proof of my confidence level that the things i have not done before i am doing it now cooking is no longer a nightmare for me <laughs> i enjoy rather i enjoy cooking now Aww. and uh, really i mean all this hard work put together you know creating that environment is uh, you know which is so positive fun but i feel i can thrive and my entire family my friends who are in that environment they can also thrive so it's really creating that environment around me making that connection and thriving within my environment that i have created for myself oh well thank you for sharing you're lighting up for me as you share and final question madhu it is the festival season and it runs through up november what's coming up or are the festivals done for now Diwali I have to tell you after Diwali we had a small festival no, I mean not small but in north india we call bhai dooj it's like sisters celebrating their brothers but that's about it almost indian festival are done by now but we are now looking forward to celebrate thanksgiving in the states but indians i know are big with celebrating christmas now interesting so, uh, Indians are good at finding reasons to celebrate life. So I just feel <laughs> I, I just true. feel I am one of those. I just feel I just need a reason a day to celebrate whatever I can. Me too, Madhu, and I'm with you and I'm a big fan of Thanksgiving. We didn't have it in New Zealand, but I love it. It's my absolute favorite American holiday and I enjoy preparing for it and celebrating it and feel just a lovely calm sense of well-being and gratitude throughout the season and it carries me through for months after and you same here yeah it's special isn't it well madhu thank you so much it was such a pleasure to have you back on the show and we'll have you back again soon anything else to air or share on diwali or just the festival season no um i just feel everybody the audience hearing this they should celebrate everything i just feel I can celebrate every festival of every religion even if it's Eid al-Fitr that our Muslim friends celebrate or it's a Christmas or a Catholic friends celebrate we should find a reason to celebrate life and festivals are a big part of our lives so cheers to everyone and happy Diwali to everyone well happy Diwali and thank you so much Madhu You've been listening to DG Matala with the Sage Sayers, a podcast on business communications and mental fitness, finding the sage approach to life's challenges. If you'd like to coach and train with me on any communication or life challenge, visit my website 
hangingrockcoaching.com or find me on LinkedIn with the hashtag Brave Communicators. Both links you'll find within the show notes. I want to thank my producer, Doton, for his elegant edits, making these episodes beautiful in ways far beyond my skills. You can find Doton on Fiverr under Titan32. And thank you to my coaches all over the globe who spark creative ideas for each episode. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Goodbye, love, boy.